Okay, Coach, this is part two. People have been waiting a week yeah. for the, you know, the continuation of the discussion and the outcome, outcome of your hunting. So we're going to keep it top secret, right? Okay. Until the end. But uh, my name is Shuri. I'm the owner of Genius Communication, and I, I do social media content creation, marketing, business consulting, hiring consulting. And uh, I'm, I'm also an interesting person with many different interests and hobbies. Yeah, absolutely. Don't forget funny, right? Because I I'm, yeah, funny. that's exactly right. Don't forget this funny. should go without saying. That's right, because it keeps me giggling here. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Coach. So, Coach Greg McNeil, the owner of Coach's Corner and Soar, all-around funny guy. And there was something else I was going to say, too, but I kind of, uh, oh, yes, helping people to achieve the desires of their heart. That's it. That is exactly true. And, you know, when last week's episode, which we're actually continuing the conversation uh, in present time, but on last week's episode, you were talking about, you know, preparation. Right. And how important it is. And I was thinking about the work we do at the Coaching Intensive, mm-hmm. the Hell Yeah Life. Right. We're about to go uh, online. Um, we're about to have another in-person if people want to uh, contact us and you sign should. up for that. Because you should. They They should. Uh, because life doesn't come with a preparation manual. No, it doesn't. And in fact, when we were, you know, the preconceived ideas where you take a previous environment, previous experience, and you carry it into your your current experience and environment is actually a huge, well, like you said, it's a starting point of failure. It is. And so what we do is we help people see those things, get rid of them, Right? Absolutely. And then focus in and enjoy the journey. Absolutely. So here's something that just came to my mind right now. I think I can get this out in less than 60 seconds. Preconceived notion. One, what would an experience like I just have apply to business or to some of our listeners, right? A preconceived notion can cause a person to think that what we're talking about is not applicable to them, right? Mm. And they would miss some extraordinary information. Right. Maybe that doesn't come to them in any other podcast other than the way this one is presented. Another one I'm thinking about right now is men, mm. right? So the guy's like, well, I really don't want to go with my wife shopping. Mm-hmm. He's got a preconceived notion. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden, Christmas shows up. Uh, Valentine's Day shows up and he's got this dumbass look on his face, right? And I'm just going to say it just like that. This is he, where BS meets truth. Absolutely. And when I'm talking to men, it's like, I'm, I got my finger going now. <laughs> I'm like, you're looking at me. It's like, you want to know how to improve your relationship. Well, you got to get out of a preconceived notion. If you don't know what she likes, get your ass with her when she goes. And then once you realize what she likes, all of a sudden you are stuck. Sterling, you're bowling a strike every time you go to buy something because she knows you have been listening to us. Mm-hmm. Men, if you're out there, you need to be listening to this, yes. right? Because I'm here to help you to stay happy. If yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. And what's funny is it's the little things that can make life so much better. Me and my sister, we were talking about, because she was here this weekend, and I took her back yesterday, and we were just talking about, you know, little things. It's and how people are actually self-sabotaging everywhere we look when the very answer is right in front of 
their face. And it has to be preconceptions. It has to be wrongly interpreting events. You know, before a volcano erupts, Mm -hmm. it rumbles. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then it belches smoke. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. But before the rumbling is felt and heard and the smoke is seen, there's something else just happening under the ground. The animals pick it up right away and they start leaving. You know, the person is like, where are all those birds going? Right, right. (laughs) And should be an alert that something's definitely wrong. You're so right. That's You're the common denominator. You know, we're the common denominator when people are running from us, when things are not happening. You need to stop deflecting, right? You need to stop looking at everybody else. Now, there are legitimate times where you have people in your life that you either need to cut out, uh, cut off, whatever it right. is. Yeah, there's definitely that aspect. But no man on earth should be able to stop you from living the reason you were born. That's just all there is to it. I, you know, it is absolutely true. And so the reason I used the, that volcano example again is that Everything that is happening is first a small thing. Yep. You see, when you mm, hear people good. say, don't sweat the small stuff, so that person is already eliminated, right? Mm-hmm. Because they don't understand everything is first small before it becomes larger, yes, right? So, foxes bef- spoil the vineyard. That's exactly right. So, before your nose starts to run, something else is happening in your body, mm-hmm. right? You see what I'm saying? Yes. And so if you don't pay attention to small details, then when larger events happen, you know, you don't stand a chance. And you it's just, a mystery. You that's can't exact- figure out how did this happen? How did we get here? That's right. Because you missed a small print. You missed the body language. You missed the language that was being spoken. You missed your own internal cues that were telling you that you were about to engage in something that may not have been right for you. I mean, the list is long, but it's always a small detail. Mm -hmm. And this is why we say you have to master the basics, right? And basic mastering the basics is a way of mastering your preparation because basics don't really mean easy. They just really, it's just another word of saying foundational. If your foundation is not correct, then anything that comes after that is not going to be effective, right? So you just have to keep that in mind. Don't miss anything. It's like- Which we do the basics in our coaching intensive. And the thing is, is that like, if you think about it, coach, let's say, cause I'm not a seller. I have no idea how to do a boat. Gotcha. But I'm thinking that if you're um, a captain of a ship, being off one degree, by the time you start off and you're trying to arrive at your destination, you're way off. You're yeah. you're never going to arrive. It's the tiniest, minute, minutest um, changes and adjustments that will get you where you need to go. Yes. And so that's really important. And that kind of leads to the where we left off last week, which was the pressure component. So, you know, preparation, preconceived, you get these ideas, and then pressure starts coming into the experience. Can you describe that a little bit? Yeah. So so right now, um, one of the things that comes to my mind is, so you have a preconceived notion. In this case here, I'm talking about one of the individuals that was with us on a hunting experience. So 
acknowledge, you know, my preconceptions have really affected my ability to be successful. Okay, that acknowledgement is good, but six or seven years have now passed. So what have you done with that preconception? Right. Because now I'm on the scene and, and I'm kind of like, I'm in your ass. Excuse my language. Oops, excuse me. <laughs> Because yeah. I'm getting after you, right? Yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Okay, so the preconception then is going to cause you to miss opportunities. It's going to cause you to uh, fail to prepare as you should, mm-hmm. which then at this point is just really leading to your failure. Although you don't know what's happening, you set, you sow the seeds of your failure in your preconception, and which affects your uh inability your your ability to prepare as you should and then when you have those two things pre, uh, present uh, preconception lack of preparation and now the third thing that is most devastating to your decision making is the pressure and when I watched that I was like oh my goodness you know people were angry they're cursing um, complaining. They're complaining. They're not thinking right. You, you know, their spirit is leaving them. Yeah. And in this particular case here, I actually had to separate from the hunting party there for a while. I need to get away. And then when I came back, I had to let them know. I said, hey, look, um, I'm not uh, uh, going to pers- participate in this pressurized situation that you guys got going on. It's like, you need to stop. You need to evaluate why you're thinking like you're doing, why you're feeling like you're feeling. And what did it come down to? It's like, I don't want to fail anymore. Well, that's not true. Because if you didn't want to fail anymore, you would have done what you were supposed to do. And you wouldn't have a guy like me on the scene, you know, now basically telling you, why haven't you done this? That... I got goosebumps. That, you always get what you really want. <laughs> yes, you do. You cannot get around that. That is pure honesty. Yep. There is no untruth in that statement. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you really want, you will go for. That's right. And Now, sometimes you may feel like, well, I don't know what I'm doing. Well, there we live in the age of the Internet. Yeah. You, there's plenty of experts on there. There's mm-hmm. plenty of people like you were talking about yep. that you can talk to. Yep. Um, there's, you know, there's, when you start going towards something again, it starts coming towards you. All of a sudden people, resources, knowledge comes into your hands. Literally. It does. So when people say, I don't want to fail anymore. And you're like, well, actually you do, you do, <laughs> because if you didn't, you would have prepared and, and again it's not any condemnation anybody or anything it's just analyzing what we do all the time oh let me just throw this out there too because this was something that came i wish up. y'all could see our expression <laughs> one of the words that kept coming up on our hunt well you know well um technically or theoretically and at one point i was like no I said, there is no technically, and there's no theoretically. Theoretically. Theory does not exist. It's not yet proven. That's right. We're in the wild. So you either either know or you don't know. Exactly. And And if you think about life, life is in the wild. You either know or you don't know. You either know or you don't know. So I'm looking at them. I'm like, what are you talking about? Well, technically, we could go. I was like, no. Technically, if you cross that fence, you're on somebody else's property. That's legally what you're doing, right? (laughs) Right. And legally, you can get shot or thrown in jail. Exactly. And as uh, one guy said, you know, that's a working ranch, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. 
there is no technically, there's no theoretically. There is no trying. Mm -hmm. You either do or you do not do. Didn't you, Yoda say that? Yes. Oh, oh, now see, that's <laughs> Yoda. Now you're into my Yoda. There we yes. go. And Love I mean, it. and it was wonderful because the entire time we were moving around, it was like, look, listen for a second. Mm -hmm. I said, listen to what the forest is saying. Coach, are you going to bugle? No. Why not? What do you hear? Well, I don't hear anything. So why do I need to be bugling then? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be bugling for the heck of it. I know why nobody is talking right now. This is the elk that is because they don't want to give away their position. Right. I understand that. Right. I, they just came out of a rut. Oh, preparation. So, preparation and knowledge. And exactly. you said something interesting. So uh, the pressure. So you started feeling the pressure and you had to get away from it. Um that is really important because in my training in heart math, one of the things they taught us is the heart is actually the, um, I guess you would say like the, the dominant, what's the word? The, the dominant um, sinking mechanism. So mm -hmm. like if you take the idea of a bunch of clocks that are on a wall in a clock shop, whichever clock has the strongest magnetic pull, all the other TikTok TikToks will synchronize to that that one clock, right? Gotcha. So the heart is that mm -hmm. clock. It's yep. not the brain. Mm -hmm. It's the heart. Well, what they found is the heart can go out, uh, and this is a Heart Math Institute, the heart can go out 10 feet in its mm -hmm. influence. So here you are, you're in the middle of nowhere, you're feeling the pressure, you're feeling courage leaving uh, your companions, and you were like, hey, I, you know, I got to separate myself from that, even though you were still with them you mm -hmm. know, the rest of the, the trip uh, or that day. But you had to first separate. And then what'd you do? So like you, you separate and then what'd you do? So I actually went to a place where I could stop, recapture my thoughts, uh, meditate on what I'm here for, what I know about this experience, and accept what's bringing to me, what's being brought to me in a natural environment. Now right? I want you to go to, you said that they were there for hunting to right. kill uh, elk for food, mm -hmm. obviously. You were there for the experience. Exactly. Okay, dive into that. Okay, so one of the things, so... Because you, you said you had to stop and ask yourself, what am I really here for? That's exactly Everybody right. be like, an elk? Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. So, so when you think about elk hunting, one of the things that makes it especially difficult is it's unique. Um, the travel, the terrain, just the environment as a whole. And we're talking about an animal that is uniquely equipped at surviving in its environment. Right. And if it wasn't, they'd be extinct because they just don't have the numbers that deer have. Right. Right. So for me, it wasn't so much, I got to get an elk, but what am I going to learn in this experience? Because this is not a one-time thing for me. This is what my life is. Right. So I don't, meet you and Mr. Beckner and everyone else who helped me to prepare for what I was doing. It's like, no, 
this is how I exist, my food and things like that. So I needed to learn how to do things in the environment so that I could survive because I was really prepared to be on my own. Mm -hmm. You see, I, I was not the guy that needed a party of people to go out there because if I'm going to spend time with the group of people, if we're not like-minded, it's not happening. Right. And so after two occasions, I was able to discover that. Mm -hmm. But what I learned was I could exist in that environment, even being older, starting um, the elk hunting experience. Literally, because your birthday was on that trip. That's exactly right. Exactly. And um, I could do everything that I wanted to do in that environment. I could close my eyes and see from start to finish exactly what I needed to do. Because this is a lifetime thing for you. This it is. is not Because it was an awfully expensive trip just to, you know, encounter maybe lack or whatever it is, you know. So yeah. for you where your focus was the experience because this is a lifetime thing. So, and it's experience like probably twofold. If I'm hearing you correctly, yeah. it's the getting experience, right? Because you plan on doing this the rest of your, your That's life. That's right. That's right. But also the experience, the journey, the learning. It is. I mean, it was like, there were things that I discovered when I was there. I was like, I hate to say it's textbook, but in many cases, it was mm -hmm. because I was like, I took somebody's experience and I applied it and there it was mm -hmm. available for me, mm -hmm. right? It was like, I knew where I was, how to walk, how to wait, how to listen, yeah, right? Um, how to uh, prepare in terms of food, what would I consume, right? Yeah. So even my eating habits were different mm -hmm. because since sound and smell are so critical in that environment... You don't want to be the person that... Whips out a Twinkie with all the wrapper and stuff. Exactly. Or you run down, you get up first thing in the morning, and you go to McDonald's, and you get two egg McMuffins and everything else, and then you come back, and then after 30 minutes into your hike, now you're looking for a place to squat and go to the bathroom. Yes. It's like, really? <laughs> I mean, yeah. so th there were countless things, and I think this is why I called it a thousand victories because there were so many different elements and I can talk about my conditioning experience and and even though I can talk to the readers about it it's difficult to describe unless you've done it yeah and and, and it's internal and external it is you know there's things that you learn about yourself and and and, and so I don't want our audience to miss this to me is crucial. Yeah. Is you have to enjoy the journey. You do. Because the journey will have all kinds of lessons that you can take yeah. to improve yourself, uh, that you can observe in others and mark and note those to not do. Uh, there's internal lessons you can take. But on top of that, uh, it's also the stars at night, the sunsets, the sunrises being out in nature, you know, savoring those moments. Like I was um, telling you, like when I took my sister back yesterday to Lubbock, I said, you know, uh, when I was, I think I was in my uh, advanced math class because I was a go-getter coach. So it was like mm -hmm. seventh grade. Mm -hmm. And the school teacher, I was talking to her and um, she, and I don't even know how this came up, but she said, you know, as you age, time goes by faster. Now I'm 12. 
And I'm mm-hmm. all, <laughs> whatever. You know, like there's no way because, you know, kids mm-hmm. are bored. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we were talking about that. And we're like, what do you think it is? Because, you know, my kiddos are about to move Monday after Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. I think. Been around my son since he was born. He'll be 30 next mm-hmm. year. So this is going to be a totally new experience for me. Not looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. And I was telling her, I wish November would have slowed down. Mm-hmm. Because it's going so fast. Like mm-hmm. faster than it feels like all this year. And she said, you know, I wonder. No, I had said, I wonder if it's because we're task focused. And she said, yes, we go from event to event to event to event. And do we stop? to savor Hmm. do we stop to enjoy the experience and because your mind instantly moves to the next thing that's right and it becomes fixated so it causes time to go by faster right and so when you think about when you're a kid you don't have the next thing i mean you may have homework and chores but what are you gonna do for the rest of the afternoon well hopefully you get to play with your friends but if not it goes by like slow exactly right and then right. you get bored and then if you right. say that word bored all of a sudden you got a broom in your hand and you're <laughs> sweeping the kitchen. that's true so savoring the experience that you go through makes life very rich you know there was something that i learned about patience that just far exceeded what I would have thought I previously knew about being patient, okay. right? Okay, so I could tell myself, I'm a fairly patient person. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was spent that six days in the mountains, I realized that it became, it was very different. So you're talking about the substance of things hoped for, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, but they're not seen, you know, so... You know you're in the right environment. You know you have the skill. You know you're prepared. But now you're dealing with something that's out of your hands. Right. And you can't force it. And so when you think about having patience, we're not talking about, I'm just going to twiddle my thumbs and just hope something comes by. But I'm talking about being actively engaged, looking around and watching everything, you know, remaining quiet. So much so that other wildlife starts to come out in front of you. You've been so quiet, they don't even know you're there. And that requires quiet on the inside as well. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And as I sat there, I didn't realize it at the time, but it was affecting the decisions that I was going to make when I returned to Clovis. And all of a sudden, I started thinking about it. And I said, wow, this experience has changed me. Take your hands off of anything that you feel like you have to have right now and just watch them. Mm. And that has been my experience since I got back. It's like, nope, I am not in a, I'm not pressurized to do any one thing, make any decision, stop, watch what's happening, and then make a move, right? That's so good. Because... Um, like, you know, the experience changed you now to impacting, which we can honestly say your business, relationships, whatever goals you might have. Uh, and so I think that maybe what's important for people to understand is when you're experiencing, especially something new. Right. Uh, unknown. To enjoy the experience and allow that to go over into the rest of your your life. Like, don't just say, well, you know, mark that up to a success or mark that up to a failure, you need time to, uh, what's the word, debrief? Yeah, you do. You do. So 
When you use the word task-oriented, mm-hmm. you know, driven from one task to the next, when someone has your mind focused that way, you're right, you, you don't get to smell the roses or the flowers, as they mm-hmm. say. Um, I think one of the things that I notice about time is it's in a person's consciousness. You see, when you reach a certain age, you, you start to become aware of things that you haven't done, mm-hmm. maybe things that you would like to do, and then your mind against your will, it lets you know that you have an end date on your activities. Yeah. And suddenly with that knowledge, you begun to be aware that Christmas is coming around a lot faster. Mm-hmm. You could say the marketing people are doing it, but no, all they're doing is they're just showing you how quickly that cycle comes around yeah. until you learn how to step back from it and be an active participant in the life that you live, not just from a goal-directed standpoint, but the whole breadth of your life, including how you define it, because that has a lot to do with how you're going to experience time. Which leads us to the next thing. So I'm a goal-oriented person, you know me. Mm -hmm. I love marking off my checklist. Mm -hmm. I love little things to do this or do that. So that's part of who I am, and I enjoy Mm -hmm. that. But I've also... Uh, especially in the last year or so, I'm learning to, you know, really just savor any experience, mm-hmm. not think about what all I need to do, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. Uh, take up hobbies that I enjoy, but with the idea of being goal focused. So, if I was on that trip with the outcome which we're now going to announce, mm-hmm. I would have been mad I would have been like here I would have been thinking about the money I spent the time I wasted that you know people I was with would have irritated me whether they did things or not you know mm-hmm. I would have just been irritated at everybody including myself because I'm goal focused I would have been the one there for the hunt not the experience okay yeah now so your results were what coach well I did not bring home an elk. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was one result. Mm-hmm. The other 999 um, experience that I had were mm-hmm. absolutely positive. Mm-hmm. So I didn't bring home an elk because they weren't on the property line. They were actually standing across, especially on the last day, looking at me. Just a gorgeous, there were two bulls that I had been tracking, but a gorgeous bull. But I didn't feel defeated by that because what I needed to do, I proved to myself. And that's the key that I wanted to get to in these last two episodes is you were after the experience. An elk would have been great. Yeah. But because the elk wasn't your DCA. That's right. The experience was your DCA. Exactly. You got 100% of what you wanted. I got 100% of what I wanted. And here's the other thing. One of the things that I asked the companions, I said, okay, we all have a list of paper, list of items that we don't like about the area. Mm -hmm. So tell me what you do like about it. Mm -hmm. They couldn't tell me a single thing. Complain and remain. That's, that's That's all it was. And I was really hurt by that. And I thought to myself, okay, so now I can't wait for you guys to leave because you're not in the right mindset, right? Yes. And I, and I started describing for them all of the different things that were just positive with the situation. I can close my eyes right now and see not only every place that I went to, mm-hmm. but I can see that entire landscape and I can walk up to it right now. 
I don't care if it's snow on the ground yep. or for springtime. I know exactly where to go. I know what it looks like, what to do, how to communicate it, um, how to wait. I just, I knew I had succeeded. And the other thing that um, I just want to say this real quick is it turns out that we at, at dinner one night, we ended up meeting the individual who owned the property directly south of us. Okay, so before you get into that, so this is funny. And I don't know if we had got this on the last, I don't think we got it on the last episode. So now you're pretty much done. Right. And it's like, but you're not. I'm not done. They're done. And it's like, okay, let's go have dinner. And so you go to this place and you said this. You said they had beers and I had lemonade. That's right. Why did you have <laughs> crack up? Because this is what has fascinated me is again, I would have been fussy. I would give me a glass of wine. You know, like I would have been upset. But you were still on the job, so to speak. Yes, I was. Why did you why what were you doing? I was still listening and learning. I was still hunting. I was still, you know, accumulating data. When they were complaining, I was going through my checklist. It's like, okay, I did this and this and this, right? And so in all of that, so can I now kind of tell them? So we're at this one place called Mulligan's, Mm -hmm. um, and a gentleman comes to the table. He's the manager. His name is Ed Romero. And so we're all talking and everything, and they're all complaining about what was happening. And then he starts chiming in and about the property. And I was like, wait a minute. I said, are you an outfitter? And he says, yes. And I own the property property directly south of you. I own all, you know, all of these areas. And I was like, oh, wonderful. And over the course of that conversation, there was a connection. And he ended up looking at me and said, hey, look, are you going to be here to Wednesday? And he guaranteed me without fee, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. without an additional fee, that he was going to take me on to his property and ensure that I left that mountain range with an elk. Now, were the elk, the two bulls that you were tracking, were they on his property or a different no, property? No, they were on another property, okay. right? But that's okay. I had an either sex tag. I was just tag. curious. I had an either sex tag, you know. Yeah. And at that point, really, I don't know if I would have wanted to shoot a bull in that moment because it was like I had already started leaving because I had been fulfilled. Mm-hmm. But anyway, this gentleman was willing to do to go to this length to ensure my success. What he did was... His thinking matched my thinking, okay? And I'm trying to tell these two guys who I think are Christians, I'm like, don't you see this is God's blessing in front of you? You think this is an accident? What's the chances that you're going to come out of the mountains, go to a place to eat, and the guy that's waiting on you owns the property that you had to drive through to get to where we Ed were going? Romero, his <laughs> own cost, his own time took you that definitely was a divine connection. Yes, it was. But they couldn't see it. They couldn't. Uh. They couldn't see it because of where their mindsets were. And I was like, oh, my goodness, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. And, and I think part of the thing that it affected me was I, as much as I enjoyed his offer, the offer was the blessing. Mm-hmm. I didn't need the elk. And as far as the other two people who would have been with me, I didn't want any of that narrative to be associated. But that was okay. If it would have happened, I would have taken it. But I was already blessed in that moment. And I drove back to Clovis knowing full well that it didn't matter where I went in North America hunting elk. I knew exactly what the heck I was doing. Yeah. 
And not only that, but you now have another connection. So when we go back to the beginning of the story, right? I overcame fear, jumped off the cliff, started my business, met Kyle. Kyle right. called me a liar. We became friends. This one's for you, Kyle. Mm-hmm. And then fast forward, me and you meet. And mm-hmm. then uh, I introduce you or somehow Kyle, yeah. I think yeah. he started training with you. Yeah. And, and so that then led to some knowledge and some skill that you needed mm-hmm. and a friendship. And mm-hmm. you share the same birthday. That's you know? right. Like all of these things were because of the ability to see what was in front of us and because i you know i could have the reason he called me a liar is i said that i'm an introvert well i had just spoken publicly he said no you're not you're lying there's no way you're an introvert (laughs) i took that as a compliment because Mm -hmm. that means i know what i'm doing because i have a course right that helps people like that i know what i'm doing Mm -hmm. i know what works and uh, so, you know, right off the bat, it's like we just kind of got along, right? Mm-hmm. I could have been offended. Yeah. He didn't mean yep. it in any offended way. Exactly. But my mindset could have missed that opportunity. So the butterfly effect is real. It is very important to be open to opportunity when it comes your way through preparation, through right perception. Mm-hmm. Don't be in perfectionism. Mm-hmm. Have a growth mindset. All mm-hmm. of those things. If you would have been crying in your beer. Mm-hmm. You might have missed. He wouldn't have probably talked to you. He wouldn't have. He saw something different about you. He did. He did. Mm-hmm. And you know, and I'm glad because it was because the knowledge that I was seeking, because I knew why I was there. It's like, okay, I don't want to just go out and kill something. Right. This is my life yeah. that I'm experiencing, not just going on a hunt to get a tag, right? Because to be honest with you, I can probably go hunting in a, in about another month. I can, not deer, I, I'm, excuse me, elk. I can't hunt elk anymore yeah. this year, but I can hunt other species of animal. Right. I did that last year. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about that. But it was that knowledge that I needed for my own growth, for my independence. And I would say that um, in that situation, when I watched it, my thought, you didn't fail by accident. Mm-hmm. You failed because of the way that you were thinking. And so by divorcing myself from that form of thinking, I was actually actually able to see an opportunity that was right in front of me mm-hmm. that I would have never known if I would have been thinking differently than right. I was. And, yeah. and that taught me something, you know. So if you have a preconceived notion, one of the other things that I noticed that came up is there tends to be a lack of flexibility in the thinking. Yes, yes. And that's the growth mindset versus the, um, oh, I lost, a fixed. Yeah. A fixed mindset. Yep. Uh, you, yeah, there's no flexibility. Yeah, you know. So so for the listener, you know, it, are we talking about a hunting experience? No. Actually, not really. <laughs> what we're really talking about is what happens in your everyday life, mm-hmm. right? So you want to succeed, you must prepare but in order for you to prepare, you have to have a clear idea of what it is that you want. No questions asked. And get right? rid of all preconceived ideas of what it looks like. Exactly. And then let what comes to you come to you from that. So then you prepare. What would you, what did we say that the next thing was? Well, you know, you relieve yourself from preconceived notions. That's and right. Beware of pressure. When you start feeling pressure, you need to pause. That's exactly back up. because now you're getting invested in something emotionally that you don't need to get invested in because it'll actually blind you and steal the experience from you. That's right. And you're going to be dealing with some kind of fear too. Pressure is going Mm -hmm. to be associated in some respects 
to fear, mm-hmm. aspects to fear. Um, Perfectionism, attachment. E- exactly. Um, the goal focus. Exactly. Because people it's, need to know, you have a bunch of letters after your name, so you actually do this kind of stuff for a living. The, the thing that I wanted to revisit for just a second okay. was when Ed, right, Romero, yeah, yeah. came up to you um, and offered to take you onto his land, which he did. Yeah. But... You had already, like you said this, you had already started leaving. You know, yeah. you'd already gotten, you were fulfilled. You'd gotten what you uh, had come for, which was the experience. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, and, and again, not to dismiss the fact that you also wanted an elk, yeah. but it, that wasn't the main DCA, right? The definite right. thing. Okay. So that's important because when we were talking pre-show before last week's episode, mm-hmm. The thought came to my mind of the Mount Everest effect, mm. which I'm sure you've heard of, but it's this idea. So, you know, obviously, if you're going to climb Mount Everest, you for sure need to be prepared. You've yeah. got to have proper equipment. You have to have the right mindset, et cetera, because a lot of people have died on Mount Everest where they've frozen to death or ran out of oxygen. Okay. Here's the thing that they found is the number one cause of these people dying on Mount Everest. They, the data is showing them you do not have enough oxygen. Yep. You need to go back. That's right. They don't. Nope. They get that goal focus, Mm -hmm. which causes them to feel the pressure and go beyond what is wise to go beyond. You can't, you can't beat an oxygen machine. No. Once it's out, it's out. That's right. And so they are so close to the goal that they are willing to die to try to reach it. So now the goal focus has actually blinded them to danger. That's right. You had an opportunity. You could have stayed Wednesday. You probably would have come home with an elk. That's right. I could have stayed. As a matter of fact, I had enough leave. I could have stayed the rest of the week if I would have wanted to. Right. Why didn't you? Well. I mean, I know we said you were fulfilled. But it was right there. You could have kept going. Yeah, because it just didn't feel right at that point, right? Because then I would have been, I was reaching for something um, that wouldn't have been appropriate for me at that point, right? So what I really needed to test, I did. Mm -hmm. I got an answer to everything that I wanted. Mm -hmm. There was no reason for me to feel bad. I mean, if that elk would have walked across that property line, Mm -hmm. you know, it was in it was in the back of the truck for me. I, that wasn't the issue. I didn't make a mistake that ruined my experience. Well, here's what I think it is, Coach. I know you're the expert. But I'm gonna throw something in. Okay. I think you're uh, a person who has learned not to go by ego. If there's yeah. anybody I know that is the least egotistical, it's you. Now, it doesn't mean we don't enjoy some friendly competition. Right. We don't challenge ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't necessarily. I mean, we, we can feel pleased when we accomplish something well mm-hmm. or when people may compliment us on our achievements. That's aside, beside the point. Your ego was not involved. Yeah, that was something that I surrendered when I went up on the hill, when I separated myself from them. I was like, guys, look, I'm not pressurizing this situation. That's mm-hmm. not who I am. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I know that if I get into that place, I'm not in harmony with myself. Yep. I can't process information as I should. And I thought, that's not going to be my experience. Right. And, uh, and I just had to let them know that. And so when they left, it was amazing. Um, uh, my goodness gracious, just it was such a tremendous experience. It, it just, it's made for a movie. It's made for TV. There I am out there at night um, looking at the stars. And there's nothing going on. Mm-hmm. I'm just listening, and I'm just 
you know, I'm praying, I'm praising and stuff like that, but I'm, but for the right things, right? right? For the right things. And I said, you know what? I'm skillful. Mm -hmm. When I left that mountain, Mm -hmm. I knew I was skillful that I could do anything that I wanted to do. Yeah. And that was the answer to the question. So if you look at this and break it down, and this, you know, this is a truth confronts BS. When you break down your experience versus your companions, ego was the main thing. Yeah, it was. Because ego is centered in preconceptions. Ego mm-hmm. is centered in pressure. Ego, mm-hmm. because it protects loss, right? Right. And it's also centered on goals. Mm-hmm. If you think about um, the, uh, the people that climb Mount Everest, their brain saying you don't have enough oxygen, but their ego is saying I can do it anyway. Yeah. Now you're not in wisdom. No, you're not in wisdom, and and it was interesting too that uh, now we're talking elk hunting mm-hmm. here, right? So elk hunting will break your ego, okay? Yes. <laughs> I mean, on a certain level, because there were some places I was like, well, come on, man, because they're right down here. You know, I've already been here already, and they got to that point. It was like, I don't know if we want to go down there. And once they made that decision, then I was like, okay, then, so now you're just going to be watching life from on the other side of the fence. <laughs> but I didn't say anything. I just kept that to myself because yeah. it was a knowledge piece. I was like, okay, so you don't want it that badly because you're not willing to go there. Oh, yes. Yeah. If you want it bad enough, you're willing for the discomfort, you're willing for the risk, all of that. All we're saying is be honest. Yeah, because that's the starting point. If you don't have self-honesty, if you don't have that personal integrity, then what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Right? It's mm-hmm. like so. Again, the new year is about to approach you, dear listeners. Yes. Sherry Wilson, Greg McNeil. Mm-hmm. Right? Healing business, healing community. Mm-hmm. You want to start your 2020. Mm-hmm year working with us Mm -hmm. because we're going to help you to do some amazing things and as you can tell by this podcast there's nothing that we can't touch because this is life and get rid of any preconceived ideas too it's a guarantee that the work we do um, with you is probably something you have not experienced one of the things that we talk about is you know You've done seminars, you've done courses, you've read books. Why are you the same today? Exactly. We know why. That's right. And we know how to get you out of there. Now, whether you choose to get you out of there, that's that's your choice. But we will provide everything you need to. It's simple, not always easy, right? That's right. And uh, so, again, share this, leave a review, um, pay attention to the show notes because we're about to open up registration for the hell yeah life coaching intensive and uh, and i'm very excited about it (laughs) It, you know there is risk involved there is you know like Mm -hmm. my ego will be like what if no one signs up well who cares we're going to keep offering this thing and building this thing until it is the most talked about thing there is because we care about people we give way more then people ask that that is a core value is service. I believe for both of us. Oh my goodness. It's like, I could just keep going. Mm-hmm. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, don't waste any more of your time. Um, what you're looking for is now in your community. Mm-hmm. It is. You don't need to drive any place. Just come right down the street. Mm-hmm. Here we are. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to end coach. Yep.